Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out Podcast. Now, part of the Hopped Up Network. This is a show where we drink beer, geek out, and whatever Keith says I need to say in this opening line. <laughs> I think we're good. Yeah. Welcome to episode number 37. This is going to be our Defenders. Defenders. Episode. Defenders. <laughs> Marvel Netflix. The Marvel Netflix universe. Uh, we were going to actually talk about a little bit behind the scenes of the other series as well, just a kind of briefer. Yeah, we got to catch up on those. We haven't. None of us have. I've talked. I did yeah. my Luke Cage in the Iron Fist episode, but we mm-hmm. together we've never really talked about. Yeah, that. so it's we're like going to we're going to talk a little bit about them, and then we're going to jump right into the Defenders. Uh, so everything with the Defenders, pretty good. Very good. Pretty good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but before we jump into that, we should probably jump off to where it started. Start with Daredevil. Daredevil. Yep. Daredevil. All right. Season one of Daredevil premiered uh, April tenth, twenty fifteen. I didn't realize it was that what really that long. Two ago. years. Yeah. Holy crap. Um, Marvel's Daredevil is a live action series that follows the journey of attorney Matt Murdock, who is tragic in a tragic accident, was blinded as a boy, but imbued with extraordinary senses. Murdoch sets up practice in his old neighborhood of Hell's Kitchen, New York, where he now fights against injustice as a respectable lawyer by day and unmasked vigilante by night. So what do you guys think of season one? Do we want to do our rankings real quick? Just get that out of the way? Get that out of the way, and then we'll talk about each... No, how about we talk about each of them, and then, and then we'll, we'll do the ranking. Rank. Okay, yeah, okay, that works. Yeah, so season one, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, we got the backstory. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we got the, the, the connections with Foggy... And uh, Matt in the introduction of Karen Page. Yeah. Uh, Karen Page was like the first episode mm-hmm, who, he, mm-hmm. who he was dealing with, and then she kind of stuck around. Yeah. So, you know, the introduction of all those characters kind of build up learning who Madame Gao was, learning about Nabu, and then uh, Fisk. Kingpin. Yeah. Um, Kingpin. Or Wilson oh, Fisk. I forgot about him. Yeah. He's the be- I think he's the best villain of, he is. Of, in the Marvel Universe so far. Yeah. I would agree. At least in the Netflix. I think in even the movies, he's the best villain because we know so much more about that character and like mm-hmm. why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. And in the movies, the villains usually don't have that time to grow. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting Maybe Loki. For, yeah, mm. I'm waiting for kind of like a Spider-Man uh, reach out for Wilson. Fisk I know that's kind of what I'm thinking because so. he's a big part of that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we we basically figure out like. Essentially, where Matt Murdock is going with his uh, escapades, trying to solve crimes, and he's kind of digging himself yeah. deep into these this crime syndicate with Madame Gao and Nabu and uh, these other people who are kind of trying to make like an undertaking of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, he's trying and, to put away criminals mm-hmm. by day as a lawyer and by mm-hmm. night by whatever means necessary. Right, and so he takes Karen Page's. Uh, case and he unravels such a huge mm-hmm. underbelly yeah, in of Hell's everything. Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just like how season one was just kind of like a here is everybody, but then we're gonna work towards. Right. It's a this. great origin story. I think it is. Yeah, you've learned how he grew up, like young Matt with his dad mm-hmm. as the boxer, and then yeah. how he has his accident and all that. Right. He also has a lot of inner inner conflict between spiritual, uh, spirituality, yeah, himself, his friends. He's the devil of Hell's Kitchen, but he's Catholic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah he struggles. It's really hard awesome. with that. Yeah, it's it's because it, it's always like 
should I be doing this? What should I be doing? Should I be doing things for my friends? But if I don't do this, then my friends aren't safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he doesn't like lying to people about what he's yeah. doing, mm-hmm. but he has to in order to keep them safe. So it's like, yeah. And the then, story of the character is more complex, I think, than any some of these character. other ones that any, we've any, seen. Yeah, any of these. And I will say that the action in this is amazing. Yeah, that season hallway one, fight scene. Every uh, oh every season has been trying to compare to that. To and nothing that has one. redone that. Mm. Right, and so. everybody who talks about this will bring that up. Yeah, yeah. And there's then yeah, there's always. Each, Jessica Jones did it, Iron Fist did it, Luke Cage did it, Defenders did it. No, They've all had their hallway fight scene, but it's never been as good as... Never as good as... Yeah, that. but Jessica Jones' hallway scene just was kind mm. of... It just happened. It wasn't yeah. like they were it's, trying yeah. to yeah. do it, but... <laughs> She's not... She, we'll get to that. We'll, yeah. We'll get there. Do we want to talk about season two of Daredevil? Or are we still talking about... Oh, we're going to go in order, at least. Okay. Uh... When Foggy finally finds out, there's a you know falling out between them. When oh yeah. Karen Page finds mm-hmm. out, then yeah. that happens more in season two, I think. A lot of the yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the fallout did, yeah. yeah. But at the end of season one, Foggy finds out, and there's a huge mess. Yeah, yeah. But the Fisk scenes, the yeah. Like, the, and then, like, seeing Fisk as a little kid was great. Like, mm-hmm. when you find out why he turns evil or whatever, his dad's an abusive asshole, and mm-hmm. he kills him or whatever. Right. So, I think it's a pretty good character development. It's yeah. more character development, like, to the roots than this than any other mm-hmm. episode, other than season two Daredevil, which has more character development. Yeah. And we'll get there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get, talk about Jessica Jones. The season one of that premiered November 20th, 2015. And season one of the series based on Marvel character, former superhero Jessica Jones, played by Kristen Ritter, opens her own detective agency after her superhero career comes to an end. Initially hired to investigate the dis- disappearance of an NYU student, Jones' investigation takes a dramatic turn when a mysterious figure named Kilgrave, played by David Tennant, resurfaces, bringing... Jones passed into the light and putting her directly in harm's way. Yeah. This one is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's it's fascinating to a point, but then also at the same time, it's anticlimactic at the end. Yeah, the, the yeah. end... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Yeah. I think the build-up to that is better than anything that's ever been done. Yeah. I think so. And the introduction of the Purple Man... Yeah. Just fantastic. Uh, whenever you see David Tennant is in the scenes, they call him Kilgrave, but we but, know yeah, purple, purple man. man. Yeah. Uh, every scene that he has, purple suit, purple lighting. Yeah, the purple, purple lighting. Yeah, even when yeah. she's like dreaming, yeah. she'll have like the like purple hint fused to all of her <laughs> all the scenes. Right. And the fact that he's able to manipulate people without actually manipulating them yeah. is really big. That's huge. It's it's like the most powerful power that you can have is just mm-hmm. to make people do whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And even though he's not controlling somebody, he still controls them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he's always controlling Jessica, even though he can't technically control her. You know, at the the other scene where he's in this glass cage, yeah, and he's his still, powers don't work while he's in there, yeah, but and he's, right. he's still able to manipulate. He's people. driving her crazy, and Trish is like, you know, he's still controlling you, right? Yeah, now. Even though his powers aren't working, he can still, yeah, mm-hmm. affect you. 
So in there you find you get the introduction of Luke Cage. Yes, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also get the uh, the backstory that she kills Luke Cage's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know we have uh, good characters, uh, Malcolm, and then the, uh, Simmons and Trish. The lawyer. Yeah. Uh, Trish. Hobart. Hobart. Yeah. Hobart. Yeah. Yeah. Which Hobart comes uh, relevant in all the other. Uh, once she becomes relevant in Daredevil 2, she becomes relevant in uh, Iron Fist. And it's also, she's a male in the comics, but a yeah. female in the TV. Yeah. I think her name is Hogarth. Hogarth, right? yeah. Yeah, Hogarth, Hogarth yeah, yeah, whatever. It's close enough. It's a weird H name. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Hogwarts. Hogwarts. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, lawyer Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of kind of have this uh like um like a whole feminist vibe yes like about Definitely. rape and like the power of men over women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just i guess it's you know kind of hard to watch for some i yeah it is uh, yeah. it's the most dramatic of and most intense of mm-hmm. these series right uh her agency is the alias, alias. investigation mm-hmm. which was the name of the comics yeah which is Alias Comics, which was the X-rated or the R-rated version of Marvel. Mm-hmm. And her superhero, she had a superhero name of Halo in the, but the comics. They allude to in the series, but they don't yeah. actually ever say, I don't think. Right. So it's, the comics are raunchy, but her fucking Luke Cage was pretty raunchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they're, they have a kid in the comics. Yeah, they do. Luke, yeah. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Yeah. So should we move on to Luke Cage? Sure. All right. Uh, premiering September 30th, 2016 on Netflix. After a sabotaged experiment leaves him with super strength and unbreakable skin, Luke Cage, played by Mike Coulter, becomes a fugitive trying to rebuild his life in modern-day Harlem, New York City. But he is soon pulled out of the shadows and must fight a battle for the heart of the city, forcing him to confront past he had tried to bury. Quick brief summary. Um, I think that it's it's like a seventies like black exploitation almost feel to this series, mm-hmm. and right. I like that it's a lot different take. Like I mean, it feels just like the settings and everything feels so much different than the other two that we've already seen. Right, it's the same. It sets area. it apart. Yeah. The the worst part is they're the same area. Yeah. And, and it feels so different. It feels yeah totally different. Uh, the character development with the uh, owner of the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pop, pop, pop. Uh, the club owner. Oh, he was great. The actor and the, played that. and all yeah. this and the girl Mariah. Mariah, yeah. yeah. I, I will say that the acting, I think, in Luke Cage, the acting, the, the minor great. characters in it, I think, is more. Like with Jessica Jones, I felt it, it was so tight. Yeah, there was just was. like four people. Mm-hmm. With this, There's I was a, more intrigued by real, the and they're all great minor actors. characters. Yeah. Than I was with Luke himself. It's like, yeah, I want to see how Luke would fit into all mm-hmm. this, but I was so intrigued by the story of everyone else in this. Like the villains were so great. Yes, in Luke Cage, there was they're not as powerful as the other villains, but they're just more interesting. They're all like mm-hmm. scheming, and yeah. plotting. It was really great seeing the villains work, <laughs> and I felt like Luke Cage was more like a superhero than just yeah, Luke yeah. Because yeah. she didn't want to be a superhero. She, didn't she was trying to, to run away from it. Yeah, she didn't want to be that. Yeah, but yeah. Luke Cage... Like, he was trying to hide from it, too, but he knew what he had to do. He knew what he had to do. He felt like there was hope to get through this, you know, all the shit going on in, in the 
in that city and yeah, it felt really good. Then you had the the combo, the duo with uh, Mariah and Cottonmouth. Yes. Or Cornell mm-hmm. Stokes. Cornell. And when she yeah. bashes his brains in with oh, that, yeah. I was like, oh, holy geez. shit. I was so... Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. They're like a power couple. The cousins, right? They're cousins, yeah. yeah. A power couple, and but they're really controlled by someone else. You mm-hmm. know, They're controlled by Diamondback and Shades. Yes. And, right? And, Shades yeah. was great. I liked it. Like, yeah, Diamond, it Diamond Black is a... Is a black male, but Shades is a white kid who yeah. also went to, you know, lived, a, grew up in the ghetto and went to prison. So it's interesting to see that he had so much power over mm-hmm. Cottonmouth. Um, yeah, he was in the same. He was at Seagate too. So yeah, yeah, they kind of had a history together. Mm-hmm. He reminded me more like he belonged in uh, Fast and the Furious. He does. <laughs> Every time I saw him, I'm like, you belong in those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving you to Iron Fist. I'm leaving. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to talk about Iron Fist again. I just talked about it. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you want to know Andrew's take on Iron Fist, he had a light episode shitting all over Iron yes. Fist. So you can check that out. It was a shit fest. He was he, he also pretty has, disappointed. Yeah, he also has a light episode on the Luke Cage. If you want Luke to check Cage. that out, you can go Definitely. ahead and check that out. Yes. All right, Iron Fist from March 17th, debuted 2017. Billionaire Danny Rand, played by Finn Jones, returns to New York City after being missing for years, trying to reconnect with his past and his family legacy. He fights against the criminal element corrupting New York City with his kung fu mastery and ability to summon an awesome power in the fiery iron fist. I don't know where we go from there. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go with this. Uh, There's a lot of white privilege going on. Definitely. uh, With this. There's uh, a lot of people did not like this at all. Um... Not to shit on it more than Andrew shit on it, or Saf shit on it, but he just comes to town after, well, he he leaves town, we find out that his parents died in a plane crash, he survived, monks took him in, trained him in their uh, place of Kunlun, Uh, he became the immortal Iron Fist, and he comes back to New York, instead of defending his gates like his, his duty, he decides that he has his own personal duty to attend to. So he goes to this company to get his his family name back. Uh, it wasn't really much for the money, as much as it was just to get his name back and the fact that he's alive. Um, but the the best part of the season was essentially him being a bum without his name. Agreed. Uh, the rest that of it was just kind of... Uh, we find out yeah. that Harold Meacham is still alive. We find out he's part of the hand. We yeah. find out he can die. You know, it just it just it was never ending. Colleen Wing was pretty fun. Are you playing? She was pretty fun. Yeah. Colleen Wing. Yeah. She was great. I yeah. liked her. I like Colleen. Actually, I like Meacham because mm-hmm. I remember him from Three Hundred. He's just a an awesome actor. Just the way he talks and everything. I thought his character was great. But this Finn Jones that played Iron Fist. Dude, take some acting classes. I'm See, sorry. He, he's he was from Game of Thrones. He is from Game of Thrones. He's from. He was in Game of Thrones. He, I hope he died quickly in that movie, um, <laughs> in that show, because <laughs> his act in this is just like, oh my god. Yeah, he died, It was painful for me. He died last season. Okay. Good. But yeah, Wait, last season, so like six. Season six. He, he died. was in it from one through. Damn six. it! So I have to make it through the first six seasons <laughs> with this asshole. No, no. As, the introduction of him wasn't until <laughs> maybe season. Three, three, uh, three, three seasons. Four. All right, all right, all right. Does he act better in that? At least seems more like a normal character. For that role, yeah, he was yeah. he was better for that. This, role. it's just like this. Yeah, I don't. It it was so. 
he was a whiny brat. Well, yeah. yeah. And it's it's he interesting play it well. because you're you're supposed to have so much control as the Iron Fist, but like whenever he kind of was emotional, he was really emotional. Yeah. Too emotional. Too yeah. too Come back. <laughs> it just it was just like I'm a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm gonna trigger the Iron Fist. It like vibrates oh. and it's just yeah. All right, cool. You can't summon the Iron Fist unless you're pissed I, off. Yeah. Align your damn chi. Jesus, man. Preach this. <laughs> and yet, you're not the Hulk. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, people talk about the, oh, just white privilege, and nobody likes him for that. Well, he also reminds you of Batman, and people like him. And for Oliver some Queen. God fucking reason. And Oliver Queen, yeah. which we all like him. So, in that aspect, yeah, I could probably give him a chance, but his acting was terrible. But the story was awesome. It's a good story. It's yeah. a good story. Good story. I like... I don't know it, what you guys talked about. If we want to move on to Defenders or not, no, we okay. might as well because I think Iron Fist's story is Defenders. Yeah, it's just I think we have more to pull everybody else as in. a side character as like yeah. a minute. Like, Agreed. Yeah. That's Agreed. why if he and uh, Luke Cage do Heroes for Hire, I think that would be way more interesting as them two teaming yeah. up, both like splitting the story rather than a whole yeah. Yeah, second season of Iron is, Fist. Oh, please no. I like him more as like a side character. I feel like that's coming. It should come. Yeah. Like they talked about. Well, we can get into the Defenders, but they named they named him Power Man in Luke Cage yeah. and the Iron Fist. And you're like, oh yeah, Iron Fist, Power Man, combo. and you can see like their relationship developing in Defenders yeah. as they become friends, and mm-hmm. they they have like a couple scenes just the two of them, and mm-hmm. you can see it them laying the groundwork for it if they want to do it. I'm guessing they'll do a season two of Iron Fist and a season two of Luke Cage, and then maybe that will lead into yeah. Uh, season one of Power Fit, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Power for Hire, Power Friends. <laughs> yeah. uh, we failed to mention uh, Daredevil two came out with their season before Luke Cage. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. with this you just have an introduction of uh, uh, Elektra, uh, introduction of Frank Castle. Uh, you've actually had the first half of the season where you are essentially uh, defending Frank Castle, trying to figure out his story, and then the other half with Electro, right? Yep. Right. So you have something... Yeah, I just got the little... The It premiered March 18th, 2016, after defeating Fisk and his empire, Matt Murdock patrols the streets at night as a vigilante known as Daredevil. However, just as he, as he stands at his tallest, the arrival of a new threat, driven by the same impulse for justice but warped by a need for violent vengeance, enters the city in the shape of Frank Castle. However, the arri- arrival of a face that Matt, a, a face from Matt's past, also signals as an even darker ancient threat emerging to claim Hell's Kitchen. Right. So, with that name is Black Sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is Electra. Uh, so we have two forces: the hand, and also whatever the fuck stick has the control of. <laughs> yeah. um, I forget the name of it. The, the chaste. The chaste. Chaste. Yeah. The chaste. Yeah. Um, so. They are all looking for the same person, which is the black sky. And they mm-hmm. thought it was this little kid, and the chase killed this little kid. And that wasn't the... And that happened to not be the, the proper black sky. So there's a, a big hole that they're digging in the Daredevil 2 that where you don't really get an answer to as to Until what it defenders. is. Until defenders. Until defenders. Like yeah. the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> and so this big hole, plot hole, <laughs> that, <laughs> that we don't know about... 
because <laughs> uh, there's an epic battle for the you know with the hand that uh, Daredevil and Elektra and Stick are fighting the hand and they defeat the hand but then also lose Elektra in the process. And then we come to learn that she is Black Sky yeah. the whole time. Yep, yep. So she's dead. Good game. <laughs> and then a couple episodes of Luke Cage happens, a couple episodes of Iron Fist happens, and we find out that you're able to resurrect somebody yeah. within the hand. And mm-hmm. uh, it kind of precursor what's going to happen in the Defenders. Yeah. And I really like the way they did the first six episodes are Punisher, and the last six episodes are mm-hmm. Elektra. Yep. Because I feel like the other seasons where it's just based on one character, they get a little long yeah. with 13 it, hours based it was on one character. out, yeah. Right. Like all four of the other seasons. But then they split it up into two separate, almost, they could have been it, separate it, seasons. It could have been separate seasons, yeah. It certainly felt right, like Right, but there, there's still some Frank Castle in the later Yeah, and, and I do love the way they bring him back and they kind of connect everything at mm-hmm. the final episode. Yeah. Right. So I guess that just leads up into the culmination of all Everything four. Everything that we've seen so far. That would be the Defenders. Uh, premiering August 18, 2017, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage team up to protect New York City. That's the whole thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it, so we have... It's actually pretty interesting the way that they did this, where the first episode is 10 minutes this character. Yeah. Five minutes this character. Five minutes this character. Ten minutes this character. Kind of just revolving door. We see them all individually. Where yeah. they are now. What's happening. And how are how is this going to come together eventually? Yeah, you're basically wondering. You're wondering what's going to happen the entire time. Yeah. And so then at the end of season or episode, sorry, season one, episode two, is where Iron Fist and Power Man meet up. I finally meet together and they're Mm -hmm. sitting in the dojo or whatever that place is called. And then Misty Knight arrests Jessica Jones and And the lawyer walks in. in, (laughs) Which is actually reminiscent to a scene in the comics and it's word for word the dialogue of what happens. Wow. Uh, But I'm not sure if it was Jessica Jones or if it was another person but it was word for word. That's awesome. It's blah blah blah. I am here. I'm your public defender. Blah blah blah. I'm at Murdoch. Blah blah. That's great. So it is pretty much. I love that they do stuff like, like shoutouts. Yeah. Because like yeah. in the Luke Cage season, you see him in his original garb with the metal around his head, the yellow shirt, the blue mm-hmm. pants, for like thirty seconds or whatever. But you yeah. see him in his original costume, right, from the comics. <laughs> and after he has coffee with uh, uh, Claire yeah. Temple, he puts on a yellow. Yeah. Yellow. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, he hates coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And he says his catchphrase all the time. Always. Sweet Christmas. Oh, sweet Christmas, yeah. Sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas. Yeah. So having them all together is kind of like a bitch fest. Uh, Especially when they all end up meeting in the... uh, That little diner or whatever it is. No, before that, when they they broke into Midway... Uh, Midway Tower or whatever it's called that boardroom and they kind of mm-hmm. you know like sneak in and they all sneak they in they all end up yeah. there at the same time <laughs> well, three of them sneak in Danny Rand goes in there as he walks in yes. yeah. and then you meet Sigourney Weaver or he meets them we kind of meet her before yeah um, but she's looking really good I think it might be some of that alien blood <laughs> that mm-hmm. has preserved her right. she looks like she's in her 40s <laughs> yeah she doesn't look she looks really good, good. yeah, yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, they just kind of happen upon each other. They have that hallway scene, which is a mess. Which it tries to be the Daredevil hallway yeah, scene. <laughs> There's just so much going on. Right. And um, it's good. I like seeing them all. You see the one person punch, and then the other jumps in and yeah. punches. And but the only problem is when the Black Sky comes to fight them. Matt Murdock has to run his off punches, yeah. and he's yeah. iffy about it, and won't mm. tell the guys about it. Yeah, they're all secretive yeah. for no reason, really. So yeah, then that brings him to the Chinese restaurant. This kind of pulls everything together, and I feel like there's a lot of telling instead of showing in yeah. that scene. There's a lot yeah, of that, a lot of talking. But that was the whole Iron Fist. The whole season was showing or telling, and not showing. <laughs> it's true. And was, I, yeah, I, but was, I liked seeing all those characters finally come together and talk to each other. So I'm glad they didn't cut away to show like flashbacks and shit. I wanted to see those people interact. Interact, and, yeah. yeah. It's, you kind of see it from their perspective because they're not going to see flashbacks when they're talking to each other. Right. And you finally get to. But they don't say enough. Like they're all trying to hold things back, and uh, Matt Burdock still has a scarf over his head, and they're yelling at Iron Fist for not explaining things, even though you're all hiding what you're doing there too. So. I do kind of like that they all call him a whiny bitch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they all it's, know. It's true. What the audience knows. Like, You're just a freaking kid. Yeah, you whiny yes. little piece of shit. He's like the same age as all of them, but he's the whiny kid. Yeah. they keep calling him kid the whole <laughs> yeah. season. <laughs> but it ends out they figure out what's going to go on with the whole, and they finally decide to work together eventually down the line. Yeah, takes a while. Yeah, which yeah. is typical. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised about that. But yeah, it's still pretty good. It's a good watch. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I like that it's only eight episodes. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't Much drag shorter. it out. Mm-hmm. In like 45 minutes versus 55. Yeah. There was a couple episodes. Of there was a couple. There was like two. That were like that 50, were yeah. First, the first episode was uh, 66 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then like a couple episodes were like 54. But other than that, like 44 to 46. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty good. It was good. It was good. So it goes See, I wanted episodes. more episodes, honestly. I wanted more details. Yeah. With uh, Electra and Sigourney Weaver's character, I every know. time they, I don't know, anytime the se- they focused on like the episode where it starts with Sigourney Weaver and Electra just by themselves doing that, I was like, I don't care. Get back to the reason I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see them I don't all get care together. Why this backstory of why you are here and why you are here? I want to see the defenders do something, mm-hmm. and so I was glad when they finally cut away and you go back to Matt Murdock and the rest of the gang I was because yeah. I was like alright move it along move it along okay you're just telling me more shit about why you're looking for the black sky I don't care I want to see black sky get defeated right it was also good to know when they finally got together with the five fingers of the hand mm-hmm. but we could have gotten a little bit more backstory yeah, on who that fourth uh, person was right we kind of figured out about Sigourney Weaver we already knew about Madame Gal we learned about um Baruco or Brudo? Uh, Bakudo. Bakudo. We yeah. learned about Bakudo in Iron Fist. And then, so those are the three that we knew. And then we find out about this weird Japanese guy. guy that we don't know. Yeah, he's, he's like bear. a lone guy. He, he, he just, doesn't have his own arm on He's just the one guy. Oh, that bear scene. That was cool. He's like, he just, out the yeah. Guts. <laughs> no, yeah. He just speaks Japanese. But everyone there could like talk to him and communicate without even speaking in Japanese. In English to him and he responds back in Japanese. Yeah. It's like, right. All right. And they understand what he's saying. Uh, probably because they spent so much time together in uh, Kunlun. Yeah, Kunlun. Kunlun. Um, and then there was a fifth member of the Oh yeah, that uh, African African American guy. Forget alligator his name. Yeah, yeah. And they do they spent a lot of time with him. So you find too. you find out about what he's what kind of show he's running and 
you know, when they capture him and all those things. And that's Luke Cage's problem, but... Uh, <laughs> so, it's just, it was really weird that we didn't really find out much about mm. this guy, and still don't really know much about him. That's, yeah, they didn't... That's true. Because, like, every other of the five seem like they have, like, army under them, and he just seems like a lone wolf that kind of runs things himself. Yeah. yeah. He likes to stay in the shadows. We should right. probably rank these? We got a few minutes... Yeah, before I have to run off to go home because I have two fantasy football <laughs> drafts to do. Uh, I'll just lead it off, though. Might as well. Yes, uh, season do. 2, Daredevil, probably takes the cake for me. Absolutely love the season. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to watch them all again, I'm going to watch the hallway fight scene, <laughs> and then I'm going to watch all of season 2, Daredevil. Yeah. All right. So that takes the cake easy for me, number one. Number two would be the Defenders because I do like the fact that they all came together and I like every single individual character minus Iron Fist uh, as characters. All right, So that's you know everything that culminated plus it was eight seasons. So good, number two. Number three is going to have to be Daredevil season one. Okay. Uh, because you find out about Matt, you find out about a backstory, good to go. Number three, Jessica Jones. Or four, sorry. Four, Jessica Jones. All right. I absolutely love her character. I absolutely love the storyline. The problem is it's anticlimactical. So that's, you know, kind of doesn't yep. jump up to top three. But her character as a whole, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, the next storyline that I liked a lot was Iron Fist, number five. Iron Fist, even though I hate Finn, <laughs> is a really good storyline. Yeah. And it, was, it always kept me drawn in. I... Pretty much binge watched the series, uh, series to figure out what's going to happen next. I just can't stand him, but I did enjoy like Joy and all those other surrounding characters that kind of make it uh, whatever. Plus, when he were, he was homeless was the best part yes. of the entire series. And then, last but not least, would be Luke Cage. Even though I loved the character Luke Cage, I just could not relate to the story. That makes sense. I, as a white male, cannot yeah. relate to the struggles that they had in the inner city as uh, you know, a black community. Okay. So that's yeah. fair enough. Pill, I'm gonna let you go next because this was your idea. Okay. Um, I had season one of the Daredevil number one. Mm-hmm. I liked. The, I loved the origin. Thought it was a fantastic origin story. I even liked the black cloth costume. Yes. It's like the original Daredevil costume that they yeah. he wears for the last, most of the season. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, Daredevil season two would be my second pick. I love the introduction of Elektra. Uh, the Punisher I thought was amazing. I cannot wait for his series to yes. come. Oh my gosh. That's probably going to take number one. The little teaser yeah. at yeah. the end of Defenders. Yes. Mm. That might have been the best seen in the Defenders. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had Luke Cage actually number three for me. Because I, I thought the villains were awesome. I, th- yeah. I think the villains probably stole the show. That's uh, episode. Or that whole that series. series yeah. yeah. And then um, Jessica Jones be next. I like the dynamic between her and Kilgrave. Those two kind of going back and forth was really entertaining and then Iron Fist last (laughs) (laughs) just because of what Dustin said and I thought they really could have done a lot more with Iron Fist Um, probably would have liked to see more of him being captured you know why couldn't they have thrown scenes in when he's with the you know the monks yeah a little bit more of his origin more of his origin 
and you know, gotta not, find myself. And less of him being whiny and yeah, and talking shit. about. He wasn't captured. He was rescued. 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 <laughs> captured <laughs> by those monks, those <laughs> bastards. Okay, what? Well, dare you rescued. turn him into the iron fence? <laughs> and then I didn't rank defenders. I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> well, rank it right. Where, so, where would you put um, it? Probably in the middle somewhere. Okay. Just. Yeah, I was. It was pretty good. Keith, do you want to go next? Sure. Uh, mine was very similar to Pale's, actually. Um, Daredevil season one, just because it said it all in the action, was amazing. And I'm going to go to Daredevil season two. And I remember we talked about this before, but I'm like, it. It was a struggle for me to get back into it because I think Daredevil season one just set the bar so high yeah. with the action. Um, but I did like the Electra story. But my favorite was Frank Castle and the whole Punisher, mm-hmm. and that just. That's what saved it for me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want more of him. Forget the rest of this. I, I just want more of his story because I loved his background story and everything else. Um, then I'll throw in Defenders for my third one, how they tied everything together. Then Luke Cage, um, just the multiple characters in that. I know I can't really relate to the story of what he was going through, but feeling like a true underdog in that and rooting for him in that regard. Um that's what set that one apart for me. And then Jessica Jones, it was just, there wasn't a whole lot of action with that. It was the more the psychological aspect mm-hmm. of it. Just, but I loved Kilgrave in that. I mean, the villain was great. Um, it just, that one just seemed kind of drawn out for me. And then Iron Fist, we'll end it with that. Just basic crap. <laughs> Don't need to say anything else. Good story, bad <laughs> acting. And it, it, just the acting killed it for me. It, it was cringeworthy. I had to force myself to finish watching it. I was actually, I think, on my phone while it was playing in the background. I'm like, fuck, I, I don't the even want to horrible. listen to this. I'm yeah. just going to, yeah. When he's talking, I'm going to do, be doing something else because I just, it's, well, it's annoying it's at this point. It just really never took I will off. say yeah. he, he changed in Defenders. I don't know if you noticed that, how bad acting yes. he was. He was a lot better in Defenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were moments of him going back to how he was, but just the way he spoke, it was a little bit better than... Yes. Iron Fist I think was. it was just because he didn't have to be center of attention. That he That's could, true. He could like I agree exactly what you said. As a side character, he's great. Mm-hmm. But a story on him, uh, let's let's move it on. <laughs> right. It's like we got it. All right. So number one for me is Daredevil season two, just because I love how they build on the first season and make the story even better, and then they add uh, Punisher Frank Castle into mm-hmm. it. He's like one of my favorite characters, and that season makes. Or that character in that season makes that my favorite. Then number two is Jessica Jones, just because I think her story. There's, I, I agree, there's not a lot of action in it, but I think her story is more interesting than <laughs> any of the other stories. And then number three is Daredevil season one, just because I love how this creates the whole universe and uh, just Daredevil as a character is great. And I think. Uh, the guy that plays him, I don't remember his name, is perfect in the role. I think he's British, but yeah, he does an amazing job. <laughs> he's really he's good. Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Charlie yes, Cox. I think that's he's great, and like the action in that is amazing. But I just think season two is better mm-hmm. overall. And then number four is Defenders because I love all the characters coming together, but I find Jessica Jones and Daredevil more interesting as separate characters with their own story. And I find Luke Cage and Iron Fist together more interesting, so that's mm-hmm. why I would rather see Heroes for Hire, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil as the three series going forward. But 
we'll see what we get. And then number five, I put Luke Cage. I think all the characters are in that are great. The great acting all over the place, and mm-hmm. Luke Cage's like backstory is amazing. And but as Dustin says, I can't really relate to any of it. But I think it's good for what it is. And then number six, Iron Fist. <laughs> no sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No arguments here. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I opted a little bit, but at the same time, I really, really like the story. I like. I love the story the actually, origin, yeah. and that's the reason I kept watching. I just think the acting and just. I, don't know, I just feel like he made a vow of chastity, and then he ruins that by fucking Colleen <laughs> yeah, Wing. Cool. You know? It's just, it's pretty good. And I like the side characters of Iron Fist. I'd rather have, just if Iron Fist wasn't on, or if that right. character wasn't in the series, I would find it better. Yeah, with Ward and Joy, and then, yeah, with uh, the old man, Meacham. Yeah, yeah, he was great. We also need to make mention of the Night Nurse. Yeah, we haven't oh, mentioned her at all. Claire, which she was oh, in yeah. all these. Not her. <laughs> she was in She's every single great. one, but Jessica Jones. Oh, she wasn't Jessica she Jones. She was. She yeah. ties everything together. Yeah, she ties everything She was in Jessica Jones, and she uh, treated Luke Cage after he shot in the head. Yeah. For the yeah. I love, I think, what's her, who, Rosario Dawson? Yeah, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, I think she's Claire great, Temple. and I, I love that she ties all this whole series together. Yep. Yeah. And she's always like, how do I keep meeting these people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and why have I hooked up with two of the four of them? <laughs> exactly. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, she's going to hook up with Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's wonderful. I can't wait to Frank Castle. Yes, oh, I, I think that's... Probably next. That's the next one. That's the next one, yeah. That comes out in November, doesn't it? No, no, no. no. November. November? November? Yeah. Okay. And then Jessica Jones probably after that, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. And then if I hear a Luke Cage number two that doesn't feature Iron Fist, I'm not watching it. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be Defenders or uh, Heroes for Hire for me to watch it. All right, well, this was a blast. I really love the Netflix series. I'm Mm -hmm. a big fan of the TV shows, just like I am a fan of the DC TV shows. So... Uh, this Netflix verse of Marvel is pretty good. Um, I'll leave you guys with the drinking of the beer. <laughs> I'm kind of salty about it, but I have a trip ahead of me because I have two NFL drafts. Today, yeah. Uh, for fantasy, so it was a pleasure. Dustin, guys. great getting back yeah, together with you. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. <laughs> hopefully you guys keep me around. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You know, family. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. In beer. In beer. All right, our in beer that we have this week is called Dank Candy Gummy Haze from 450 North Brewing Company. It is a double IPA sitting at 8% ABV and 100 IBUs. Pretty bitter. Yeah. Um, It says 450 North ushers in the age of dark candy. Our year-round DIPA series contains ample amounts of juicy, resinous hops. Enter the hidden realm of the... Humulus lupulus, humulus lupulus. Each can each can in the series packs a different hop blend, creating a rainbow flavors to taste and explore. And looking at the can here, it says their Dank Dippa series. Enter the hidden realm of the humulus lupulus. Four fifty North ushers in age of Dank candy. As I said, our year-round Dippa series contains ample amounts of juicy resinous hops. Each can in the series pack. Uh, that's the same, yeah, thing. It's the same thing. It's just in a different order. Right? Yeah, different order. <laughs> Just moves it around. I will say that the can says does not contain cannabis in it. Whatsoever. Oh, so, oh so, shoot. It's not. Really? We won't get high oh. off this beer. A different high, but not that high. Based on the can, you would think you would, because it's got like 
multicolored, like, 70s. Yeah, this is so, like, 70s-esque. I love the colors. And I guess those are hops, but they're, like, 70-colored hops. <laughs> yeah. They look like candy, if you look yeah. with the little wrappers on each side mm-hmm. of them. I love it. So it's, like, the little twisted mm-hmm. wrapper sitting on them. That was really cool. I put thought into it. Jolly yeah, this, was, this one jumped out at me on the shelf. And I've heard it was good, so I was like, I mean, it's cool can, and I hear it's good. I'm going to try it. Dipa Double IPA. Green canned in Forest City North Brewing Company, Columbus, Indiana. It's orange. It's a little darker. A little orange. darker, yeah. A little bit more head. Yeah, this yeah. one was super foamy. So, yeah. When I poured it, hmm. you got to have it at the correct angle. Angle, temperature. Hopefully it's not a tainted can like we have. Right. <laughs> I, I, it hasn't been sitting around that long. Maybe a month or two. Good creamy smell. Yeah. Creamy, yeah. fruity, citrus aromas. Yeah, you, you can get the hops in there, definitely. Mm-hmm. I kind of smell honey. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, the more I twist it, the more head I get. Yeah, it's it's super heady. I smell pineapple a little bit. Yeah. Pineapple, piney. Piney, yeah. Piney apple. It's a double ipa, so dippos. Which means it's got a little higher alcohol. Take a sip. Hmm. That initial taste is a mm. punch, but... That's the 100 IBU hitting you right in the mouth. It's got a good flavor to it, though. That's good. That's solid. That creaminess saves it a little bit. Yeah, and it's, like, foamy. You can feel it foaming mm-hmm. up in your mouth. That's a nice floral finish. Mm-hmm. But, like, fruity, citrus up front. Real creamy all the way through. I'm trying to Google what dank means. What does dank mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> you have untapped when we get there i just make sure you do it moldy cellar ew a dank moldy cellar <laughs> i don't get that <laughs> that flavor out of it wet and musty is what they're saying is dank but then some other people say marijuana does not contain get them. yeah that would okay. make sense yeah okay all right yeah okay yeah i can it's a, see that. i guess it's a, not synonym, it's a synonym for pungent so Stings heavy, the nostrils. Heavy, it does have a strong smell. <laughs> Definitely. You get that dankiness. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it now. Untapped has 1,200 ratings, 3.89. What do you do, rate beer? Rate beer. But there's only seven ratings, and there's no overall score okay, with I'll, them. I'll be Dustin, beer advocate. Beer advocate gives it an 85 score, which is very good. Probably no bros. The bros, no score. Pretty decent rating. I'm enjoying the flavor. It's it's different, though. I'll read this guy. He says, uh, pours a dark orange with a pinky head. Also, despite the promise of haze, this is a very clear beer. It's a little bit hazy. It's hazy. I don't know what this guy is seeing. <laughs> Aroma is a sugary orange pineapple mango. A little grass. Yeah. Smells great. Taste a little biscuit. And a nice fruity flavors, pineapple, peach, and orange. Tasty mouthfeel, fluffy feel. Overall, this is yes, a tasty beer. Yes, fluffy. I get the sugary flavor, Good. too. Mm-hmm. Eric on Untapped said, "Not good. This was overcarbonated and shitty." So, okay. <laughs> what? One point two five. At least, yeah. dang. I know. Harsh. He must At least have I know ours isn't strange. It is very carbonated. Yeah, very much so. It is. But shitty? I don't, I don't know. think it's shitty. No, I don't think not it's shitty at all. It's just different. It's not like your typical creamy beer or your your like citrusy. Yeah. Like. Whatever, it's it's a little foamier. Wow, this picks up all my mouth sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can hear me swallowing this beer. 
Smacking. I think it's a nice change of pace. Change of pace, actually. This is really good. I don't think I've had anything from 450 that I don't like yet. I think maybe a little less carbonated would be. Yeah, good. I mean, but I think it's a it's different. But it is a little. It's a, there's a lot of head on it. Yeah. They do dank candy rainbow drops, and dank candy lollipop dream. <laughs> so it's kind of like a candy theme. A candy going. theme. That's pretty dank. What are the lollipop dream? Would be I like? know. It's like different sugars or different fruits. If this one's a gummy haze, when I think of gummies, you know, you think fruity. So I wonder what different flavors the rest of those would be. This is juicy resinous hops. Each can in the series packs a different hop blend, creating a rainbow of flavors to taste and explore. So it's basically it's the same definition. It's the same hmm. it's a description. So I don't know what they all about dippas. It. The double yeah, IPAs. they're all dip. They're all the same. Like they just have different flavors. Just different it, flavors. It, whatever ingredient sets them apart. Yeah. it's the same description on all four, three cans. But mm-hmm. oh. That was pretty good, though. I do like it. Keith, do you want to... Sure, I'll start, start us off, because I don't think I've done that in a while. Yeah. Um, I give this a 3.75. I thought this was really good. The fruit balances it well. Um, I don't know about the whole dank part, but... <laughs> it It's heavy on the aroma. Mm-hmm. Definitely on the aroma. Um, but good mouthfeel. Uh, that creaminess, I always enjoy that. Yeah. I feel like most of these beers that we've had on the podcast, it always has that creamy feel yeah, to it, that mouthfeel. Nice cream. Um, so I would definitely drink more of this. I'm very curious. I want to try the other, the two, other two. Where did you end least, up finding this? This was just at some Belmont. That went at to. Belmont here in town? Hmm. I'll definitely have to check out more. I, I enjoy everything. But this is the only one I saw. I didn't see any other. Because they have a bunch of cool cans that I like. And th- this one's like bright and colorful. And it just grabbed my attention right away. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 3.75. I would definitely drink more of these in a heartbeat. Pill, you want to go next? Are you ready? I give it a three and a half. I uh, I like the citrus and the the creamy mouthfeel, the floral at the back end, but it was a little bit overly carbonated. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have brought that down a little bit. Yeah, I probably would have been in the fours, but other than that, it's not. I, I would say drinkable beer. I would have have it again. Mm-hmm. I might even buy a six pack of it. I agree. I gave it a three point seven five also, and. I pretty much agree with Pale. I just didn't knock it down quite as much. I I would have gave it a four if it it's a little foamy. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of like it's kind of hard to swallow at first because it just like, <laughs> kind of the your mouth. Up in your mouth. Yeah. yeah. But I love the flavor and everything else that goes along with it. It's just a little hard to drink just be, based on the amount of uh, carbonation. True. But it's really good. Speaking of carbonation. Oh, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now that Dustin's gone. I can talk about season three of Daredevil. <laughs> 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 we're just, on <laughs> we just yeah. wanted him to leave first before we got to this. Oh, I set it up that way just as a joke. Okay. Since we all saw the end of Defender, Def- if you haven't seen the, the end of Defenders, this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but the Daredevil season three is likely to follow the Born Again storyline from the comics. Um, for those unfamiliar with the Born Again, it kicked off with a heroin addicted porn actress, Karen Page. Oh. Becoming desperate to for a fix and sells Daredevil's secret identity to her dealer. The secret makes its way to Wilson Fisk, aka Kingpin, mm-hmm. who does everything to effectively destroy Matt's life. 
freezing his bank accounts, foreclosing his home, getting him disbarred. Matt is driven to paranoia and insanity until he is saved by Sister Maggie, who turns out Mm -hmm. to be his mother, Maggie Murdoch. Ooh, that's why they they said go get Sister Maggie. Yep. Meanwhile, Ben Urick, who's dead in the series, investigates his friend's misfortune and finds out that it all leads to Kingpin. So there's elements that we've already seen and there's elements that we could see. Obviously, I don't think Karen Page is going to be a porn actress strung out on heroin. I think she's going to take the Ben Urich Urich role. Right. As much as I would like to see the porn actress side of (laughs) (laughs) Because she's kind of stepped into the reporter role. Right. So that would make sense that she would take that role. Yeah. And we've already seen Matt Murdock in the monastery so it's not like he's going to get led there. Like he's already there at the end of Defenders kind of being brought back. I'm curious how he got there. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I really I'm really curious about, too. All right. What is, I'll just read the rest. The heroin-addicted porn actress Karen Page is part that is very Frank Miller and that the series will likely nix, especially considering oh, Frank Miller wrote the uh, Born Again. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> especially considering Deborah Wool's fantastic job as Karen, a likable and strong character. Yeah. The fact that Ben Eric is also out of the picture now, essentially re- replaced by Paige herself, mm-hmm. also indicates that she is treated better than she is in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Defenders really sets up Born Again to avoid lots of edgy plot twists, too, with the disappearance of Matt Murdock and Daredevil at the same time. It's likely that someone will make the contection, perhaps from the police precinct, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Misty Knight, and sells this information to Wilson Fisk who is still ruling over the kingdom in prison. It would be an exciting return for Vincent D'Onofrio as Fisk, who is easily one of the best villains in the Marvel Netflix shows, and if not the whole MCU overall. The kingpin of them all, if yeah. you will. Yeah, he did a really good job. Although I will say, those in Luke Cage gave him Luke a run Cage for his is, money. Yeah. Whew, those villains. Man. Awesome uh, actors. Yeah, in they are... It's just they have more time to set up these backstories for the villains. That's why they're so great. But the yeah. actors that they pick are also amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's not just... Uh, yeah, the casting and all this is just unbelievable. But yeah, I could see all of this coming to fruition. Cause yeah, that e- would be cool. Even like the picture her. from the comic books that I saw of um, Matt's laying in the bed in the monastery is exactly what we saw as the little teaser at the end of Defenders yeah. with the nun coming to him, his side and everything. Go get Sister Maggie, yeah. yeah. That his mother would save him, but how the hell do you pull him out from over 500 stories yeah. underground? Unless there had to be there's a back entrance through that to that tunnel. little dead dragon. That was a dead dragon down there, right? Uh, yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. It was the dragon's bones. <laughs> That's the that, juice that, that they, they would make that they would to... use. Is uh, that the dragon that Iron Fist defeated? That's what I was so fucking that's what confused I think about. There's more like, than one dragon. What dragon did he punch in the friggin' throat to kill <laughs> to get his Iron Fist yeah. powers? So, I don't know. We'll learn more about that, I'm sure, coming up. Yeah. But I'm excited to see more. And I'm also excited to drink more. Uh, I am, too. I think <laughs> we need to do an out beer. Out beer. Out beer. Out beer. All right, for our out beer, we have Quinananan. Quinananan? <laughs> Quinanan, 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 Quinanan. 
uh, Falls from Bell's Q Falls. Brewery. Q Falls is what everybody... We just got done watching a video about how to pronounce this. <laughs> Nobody in the brewery apparently can pronounce it the correct way, so they all call it Q Falls. But this Quinonan Falls. A little bit about this beer. Larry Bell, the president and founder of Bell's Brewery, dreamt that he was mystically hidden at the mystically hidden retreat of Quinonan Falls, somewhere in the Boreal North. Neither Quinonan Falls nor the beer actually existed outside his imagination. But he remembered enough about it to sketch a recipe in a label, <laughs> which was put into full form by Michigan artist Kathleen Kalinowski the sure. following morning. The result, the end result, is a dry hopped lager that possesses a crisp, dry bitterness you would expect from a German pilsner, but the use of highly aromatic Simcoe hops from the Pacific Northwest evoked the fragrant pine forest that inspired this beer. ABV, 6.3%. The original gravity, 1.05, whatever okay. that means. <laughs> and the shelf life, three months. So I think we're good on that. Recommended glassware is a Pilsner glass, which I do have some. If we want to pour that in there. It says on the bottom. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, it's close enough. It is available in draft and in six packs. Uh, this was another beer provided to us by Hannah. Hannah. For making up for Jeremiah Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. It kind of reminds me of uh, Iron Fist in a way. The falls and the, it's the mysterious... It's the Kunlun yeah. beer. Kunlun. It's an interesting label. It's a really cool it's just picture. Like, I mean, it's just like a typical waterfall oh, yeah, that this waterfall. guy apparently dreamt up. I don't, yeah, the name is strange, but I like the can. It looks like a fall. Earthy like green. A, yeah. Pine trees. Definitely Canadian north is what it looks like. Yeah, it, yes. Definitely... Yeah, Canadian. In the up in Michigan, although Bell's is based more in Kalamazoo. Yeah. The beer is super light looking. Yeah. It's almost like a cider. Yeah, like a right. waterfall. Yeah, <laughs> it's cider. like super clear. Or maybe a lemonade. Lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks super light. What was the ABV? 6.3. 6.3? Wow. Well, according to Rate Beer. Yeah, 6.3, 60 IBUs. Wow. Hmm. It looks like. It looks like it'd be super watered down. That's just what based it looks on like. the color. It may be with the waterfall on it. Yeah. You would think that it would be a watered down beer, but it's I don't like know. Is there any aromas? Yellow pills. What color. do you got? It smells like a beer. Just a, a beer. Yeah. A, a pilsner. It smells yeah. like a white like pilsner. It says it should be served in a pilsner glass, so I would imagine there's nothing special about yeah. this. India well, pale lager. So look up pilsner's glass. Tomato, tomato, tomato. As long as you're drinking it, I think that's what's important. Don't drink it through a straw. Ooh. We should do a beer straw episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a sip. It's got more flavor than I was expecting. Yeah. There's a lot going on in that. At first it seems light, and then it like hits you. You get more of that, if it says 6.3%. Yeah. There's must be a certain type of hops or something that they use. I, didn't I say Simcoe? Simcoe, yeah, Simcoe, Simcoe yes. hops. I like Simcoe's. There's a tiny bit of floral mm -hmm. in there. That pine. Mm -hmm. the pine. All the pine trees in this can. There's a lot got going on. A lot more flavor than you'd expect based on the smell and the color. It's kind of a little bit creamy mm -hmm. as well. For an IPL. This was back to our first episode with the... The Yingling? Yingling IPL. Yeah. It this is our first one I think we've had since then. Looking at it, it doesn't. I didn't. Wasn't expecting lager. Uh. 
A sneak pilsner. Or pale ale or something. But with the IPA mixed in with this, it I think that's what that unique flavor is. Mm-hmm. That it's really it's like different. A combo. I mean, it looks like a pilsner, but hell, you're drinking an IPA. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Very easy drinking. Oh my gosh, yes. Easily put down these cans. Very smooth. Mm-hmm. And there's just a hint of citrus, too, in mm-hmm. there. Just a little bit. Pretty good. It's really yeah, really easy to drink. It's like a bittery yeah, spice. Mm-hmm. Did, it, did we did we know like what hops were used? Simcoe. 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 was the only two or three times have like you said. So for the third time, Simcoe. Simcoe. Simcoe hops. All right, it's sticking. Do you have the ad for it? Uh, I'm pulling it up. I forgot. I have to pick up for Dustin here. I'll do here. the uh, rate beer then real quick. Overall, 91. Style is 90. And there's 288 ratings. It's a seasonal special, apparently. Whatever that means. Um, yes. It said they only put it out like in June. Okay. Um, from what I saw. And I believe that's when Hannah was there that she got this beer for Awesome. Us. So just got it just in time. I like uh, it. Beer Advocate. BA score of a 90. Wow. Rose did not rake it. Yeah, they never do. Definitely an outstanding rating here. Okay, good high scores. Do you have untapped on Pale? Mm-hmm. Out of 26,000 ratings, 3.59. It's in the middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. Fall, middle of the road. Falls right in the average. middle. Yeah. There. See, Craig B. says, Good clean beer, lager, yeast, and hops go well. Yeah. It blends well. I love this blend of this this mm-hmm. IPL. I think it's kind of a newer thing, at least to us. Yeah. To me, it seems more like a newer thing, like with that Yingling. It's like you get years, a little. Like. It's a lighter. It's got almost like, like a session. Yeah. IPA, but the session IPA more has the ABVs down in the four percent, but this is still up there. So it still cuts the flavor, but you still have the alcohol content it cuts the bitterness <laughs> not the flavor excuse me cuts the bitterness but you still have the I- ABV up I feel there. like it has the upfront taste of the IPA with the back end taste of a lager yeah to I me would, yeah. I agree I get that some people rated on here but none of them speak English <laughs> yeah I was gonna read a, um, one of the previous beers we had I was gonna read <laughs> the uh comment that they left but it was like Kunan, ping, that won't I, was like, I don't know what it says but I'm going to read it <laughs> Here, here's a decent one it said poured a clear light yellow body with a good head and lace patches down the glass light easy to drink crisp clean that has lager dryness with a bit of sweetness one might expect from a pilsner yet has this clean earthy hoppiness on the back end and is just a real easy to drink enjoyable mm-hmm. beer I would agree with that somebody said taste of pine earthy malt and lemon Ooh. I can get a little hint of lemon, I think. But maybe it's just the color that looks kind of like lemonade. Yeah. A little shandy-esque. Mm-hmm. But just kind of a little bit of lemon. Yeah, I get that now. Pillowy? <laughs> Pillowy. <laughs> it's so soft. <laughs> I could sleep on this beer. <laughs> no, this is all around pretty good. I would not mind picking up a six-pack of this. No. And easily down in this. This would be good to like take to a party, just to drink a few, like... Take a six pack to a party and drink them. Yep, but even at six point three percent, still packs a punch. But definitely more flavor. It's yeah. It seems it just looks lighter than it. The ABVs would let on. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel had this in January, but he didn't rank. <laughs> he doesn't rank. Things. He never ranks things. I checked in. I'm I did not. going to once I snap a pick here. 
No pics. I don't want my picture taken right now. Smile pale. <laughs> I have your beard in all my beer pictures today, pal. <laughs> I have your green shirt in all my pictures. Because <laughs> I was like, there. Oh. <laughs> Should have had me turn around. Put my Hulk in there. Hulk smash. Hulk smash. All right, I'll go first. I don't think I went first this episode. Okay. You went first? I did the last one, so. Okay. Uh, I give it a 3.75. I think it has a good, actually really good flavor, but not, it doesn't, it has like a little bit bitterness on the back end that I don't really like. Mm-hmm. Like, the aftertaste. like what I'm tasting right now, I'm not a fan of, but like while I'm drinking it, it is actually really good, really sweet and kind of clean tasting, but there's like a little, whatever it leaves with you isn't the best. So it right. knocked it down for me. And I gave it a 3.75 as well. It was a really unique balance between the IPA and lager. I really enjoyed that. I, li- I liked the citrus in the middle. Like the yeah. citrus in the floor was very faint there in the middle. And it was really nice. It was really. I kind of get a hit of banana the more I drink it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah this, just from start to finish, just really, really nice beer. Really, yeah, I would drink. I would drink. Very uh, easy drinking. Mm-hmm. I would drink multiple of them. Yeah, I, I would definitely pick up a pack of this if they have it here in town. Yeah, but I think she got this from Michigan, uh, so I don't know. Deer Park has it. From Deer Park does have this. Nice. Um, well, <clears throat> I also gave it a three point seven five. Hand club. <laughs> um, except Dustin's not here. We oh. can't hold his hand. Well, he, um, his loss. His loss. <laughs> he, he might have ruined it. So. Yeah, he, <laughs> he probably would have ruined it. Give it a time. three. <laughs> not portery enough. No, I'm not sorry. Portery, Don't hate us. Not dark enough. <laughs> uh, but no, this is a, a really smooth beer, and I would definitely drink a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, just good flavor. I agree with what Sap said. There's a little bit on the back end mm-hmm. that just kind of sits with you, but I'd rather have that sit with me yeah, than, than Budweiser or you know, oh, the rest God, of this yeah. crap. So, like, I feel like this is a nice summery beer, too. Yeah, this mm-hmm. would be great. Sitting out by a waterfall in the Yeah, in after the mowing the grass. I love yeah. drinking a beer after I mow. Mm-hmm. You know, I just kind of relaxing. Do. So this would be a definite go-to. Just kind of sit yeah. and relax outside oh, after a hot, sweaty day. This would be great. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's strange, bro. <laughs> right. We're here for our final segment of Defenders episode. We've got our strange brew. This one was brought to you by me. Ooh. And I'm going to get Keith and Pale to decide what it is. Which Dustin was here to help. I know. All right. Let's look at this color. We got red, gold, copper. Red, gold, copper. That's a lot of description. <laughs> mm. It's kind of coppery. I would think natural yeah, sunlight. It's not a typical golden. It's a light red. Red, yeah. Um, my, okay, my first initial thought was this is some kind of fruit beer. Is what I thought. Because there's not. It. <laughs> it, I mean, it's strange. It's, so it's strange. strange. Some so flavor is going to be beer. some fruity style. And there's not sort. a lot of like body. I don't think. No, like, it's pretty opaque. It's, it's pretty opaque. Quick. Yes. Oh, that's fruit. Oh, that is fruity. Raspberry. Raspberry. Yep. Schnozberry. Schnozberries <laughs> taste like schnozberries. <laughs> yeah, it's raspberry. Oh, you're already drinking. Jeez, Pen. I think that's raspberry. From what I've tasted in the past. Wow, that's intense. 
is intense. Have you had this before? I've never had it before. I've never seen it before. I don't even know what brewery this is, to be honest. I've never even heard of it. Man, that is intense raspberry. Are we right on the raspberry? Nope. Damn it. What? (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) It's a berry. This sucks. It's going to be a berry. (laughs) I think we should just do the... uh, (laughs) Eat in like fruit podcast. We just need to eat <laughs> fresh fruit so we can get our flavors down. We tend to screw this up every time. You're not far off. Is it strawberry? Nope. It's not strawberry. That I, I know strawberry. Okay. <laughs> As somebody tries to pull a strawberry <laughs> over on me, I don't want to pull a pail right now. But <laughs> oh yes, no. I could taste strawberry. Next, next episode, he can pull strawberry out of anything. <laughs> so I'm the grapefruit guy. You're the strawberry I'm guy. The strawberry You're gonna guy. have to bring the strawberry beer next time. <laughs> I got a strong hint that'll give it away for sure, but I'm gonna give you a chance. Cranberry. Mm-mm. Gosh dang it! That was my second. Yeah, this is always so tough. These it's trying to figure a, out these berries. A red berry of some sort. Cherry? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> blackberry? Yes. Okay. Well, it's blackberry. blackberry. Okay. My hint was we had it earlier today <laughs> in a different beer. <laughs> the blackberry wine. Oh, I was just saying, was it the Blackberry Dark Horse? But that was blueberry I had in my fridge. I don't know if you pulled that one. Nope. Okay, so we got blackberry. That makes sense. I don't normally drink, eat blackberries. No. So I, You're right I don't on. know. I can't give you anything else because I don't remember. I'm going to go find the can. Blackberry. It's a style we normally drink. Weiss? No. It's an IPA. What? Oh, seriously? Blackberry IPA. Perrine Brewing the Company. Perrin, Perrin, I believe. Perrin? Perrin Brewing Company. Purple can. I, I really like love this can. And I was like, whoa, Blackberry IPA? I've never heard of this such a thing. Seasonal brew combines the tart sweetness of ripened blackberries along with an aromatic floral bouquet of fresh Michigan bitter hops. Sit back with this beer and enjoy the change of the seasons wherever you are. So another Michigan. Mm-hmm. Camstack. Yeah, I was like Purin, Perrin, whatever. I've never heard of them. Yeah, ill made with But I love this can. This clan? Yeah, this clan. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Don't bring Donald Trump back up. Sorry. This can <laughs> is rather purpley. But yeah, it's a really cool logo. It was reminiscent of our logo. With yeah. a little circle going on there. I was like, I don't think we had anything Blackberry, besides what we had earlier. But yeah. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Definitely strong Blackberry with this. Um, yeah, you can definitely pick out the. It's no hard bourbon. to really tell. <laughs> Berries kind of all taste the same. Blackberry, they do. Once you start putting them in kind a beer, of all very similar. But it, you guys were so pretty hard. on the mark with raspberry. It, it just it's more red than mm-hmm. a blackberry, so it you would think of raspberry, mm-hmm. like this pinky weird beer color. Yeah, but I think the yellow of the beer mixed with mm-hmm. the blackberries kind of makes it, it look it, more it lightens it up a bit. Purpley pink. I also say that because. At Matt Anthony's down at Chicks and Pit, that I've had their um, ruby red, the ruby red or, or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, it was very similar. Is it, what it, it kind of tastes like this too? Yeah, that's why I said the initially the raspberry. I think the raspberries would be a little more tart. Yeah, it's yes. not as, it's not quite as tart as a raspberry, but this is more sweet now. Yeah, and I think about it. So yeah, blackberry. I think right on. Yeah, this right is on like one. super sweet. What's, what do we got? ABV? Anything? Um, hold on. Because this feels like really light. 5% is what the can says. 5%? I don't know about the IBUs. I haven't looked anything up yet. 
That's what love sets us apart from all the other podcasts. We do our research on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be prepared? Yeah. We Sorry, try. we try our best. Yeah, Listeners, we... you have to wait. It's uh, 35 IBUs with 5% ABV. Crisp, refreshing, our blackberry IPA brings together floral and citrus hop notes and finishes with a sweet blackberry backbone. I think it's actually, I mean, it's a little fruitier than it's I very was expecting, fruity. but I think it's got a decent flavor. It's really good. But it's, I like this. Yeah. It's kind of like being a, super fruity. It kind of reminds me of like a shandy of some sort, mm-hmm. like than more than an IPA. I will say it is, a, it's, I don't want to say it's too sweet, but it is a little sweet. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. Yeah. That's why I would It's almost like a jam. A sh- yeah. A jam. Yeah. Or a juice like mm-hmm. Welch's grape juice. Mm-hmm. Welch's blue blackberry IPA. <laughs> so there's not a whole lot of beer, even though it said it had those hops in it. It's hard to know, pick up. I don't know any The hops. blackberry really overpowers everything else in this. Yeah. More juicy than anything. I think if you can find a hop to throw in with this... Yeah, I wish I, it was a little hoppier. A little more That's hoppier. That's what I was... I wit, when I saw IPA, I thought it was going to taste hoppier. Yeah, I mean, you're... And I'm sold. I would buy a six-pack of yeah. this. But it's very easy drinking. It, but it, yeah. it, it just oh goes God, down real, real easy. Yeah. I would easily drink a lot of this. <laughs> yeah. And you wouldn't, even know, warm you wouldn't even know you're getting drunk off of it. Mm-hmm. Where'd you find this, if you don't mind me asking? It was one of the Belmonts. One of the Belmonts? Six-pack? Yeah, they have it in six-packs or... Like the Belmont I always go to, they have all the individual things you can pick through. Like, yeah, I was gonna say that's why I was wondering if you bought just like two. I cans just bought of two it. games. Okay, for us to share. Because I was like, that's strange. That's very strange. Very sweet. It is. It's a little too sweet. It's, mm-hmm. it's the only thing that's not gonna die. We talk about it with a lot of the the IPAs. We're like, I wish it was a little bit stronger on the berry side and not so much on the yeah. IPA. But this, this is one's like the too opposite. powerful mm-hmm. on the berry side. And not so much of the hops. I don't hate it, but it's just very sweet. Right. I would put this in a juice category than yeah, I would it beer. Is. It's almost like a for blackberry f- cider. Uh-huh. Yeah, like for a 5%, I'm like, mm. This is, yeah, definitely cider-esque. I'm going to say rate beer, if anybody want to look up beer advocates. We should have known on Strange, but since we got it. Yeah, I already pulled it up, just because that's where I got the definition from. It's overall 69 with an 89 style, and only 28 ratings. So it's the best, one of the better blackberry beers, but they yeah, can only but, give it a sixty-nine. Yeah, I don't know. People don't love it, but if it in the style of beer, they like it. Yeah, but I think I'd keep it. I would keep it just for those people that come over and be like, "Do you have any beer?" I'm like, "Well, you don't like beer, so yeah, let definitely. me give you this." Um, for the cider liver lovers, livers, livers, um, I would give this to them that they would they would probably enjoy this much more. I would than drink it again else. too. I mean. Yeah. I if I had a six-pack of it, it, I would have to be in the mood. Like, yeah, when I come really on, If do. I want a beer, I want a beer. Right. This is not what I would no, grab. No. But if it's like, okay, I want to keep it kind of light tonight, yeah, something just, sweet with Something dinner, with alcohol to drink. But or I don't true want, dessert beer. Yeah. I would grab this, definitely. I would keep this with my... Or I would keep it for my lady friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but... There's no reason to pour it out. No, I don't think it's it's got good flavor. It's just, it's just not beer, really. When you think about an IPA yeah. or a beer, you wouldn't. It's this hard isn't to, the first thing you'd think of. Again, it's I hard think to categorize it as beer. Yeah, this is like a winery. St- yeah, it almost tastes like a wine. Beer. Almost yeah. a wine or a beer slushy out of this would be great. Oh, that's a fantastic. <laughs> oh. 
Again, if two E's made something like this, <laughs> I would be yeah. getting it. Yeah, this is like super sweet. Definitely keep it though. Yep. Very drinkable. All right. We did it. We did it. Two episodes, episode and a half with Dustin. <laughs> He's uh, safely on his way back home, hopefully, hopefully. right now. So do you guys want to bash on Dustin while yeah. we're here? Yeah, we're here. I'm glad he's not here. We'll just I mean, we'll <laughs> do a third episode right now and just be like, no. Nah. I mean, what a slacker. Like, really? <laughs> who leaves in the middle? Who, who leaves in the middle? Who does that? <laughs> but no, no, it was great I'm gl- I'm seeing glad all we got you guys. All, yeah. back together. The, it's been a long time since the big move and the big baby. Big baby. Birth, so. Big baby. <laughs> I'm not calling your baby big, sorry. <laughs> My baby's not fat. <laughs> Average baby. The big events that have oh, occurred okay. in uh, the past few months. So I'm glad we definitely all got finally back together. get back together and talk about beer and geek out. This it's, is great. It's been a long time coming. Hopefully we can do this next, next month. month. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Probably. Absolutely. We'll definitely get back together. Um, instead of a long tirade like that one episode, I think, uh, I think I'll just take us yeah, out this time. Yeah, you just do it the way you normally do. All right, sounds good. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and updates on DrinkInGeekOut.us. You can subscribe by clicking on the links on our website or by searching DrinkInGeekOut on iTunes or Google Play Store. To suggest a beer for us to review, you can email us at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com or tweet us using the hashtag DrinkInGeekOut. And if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Thanks for listening, and until next time, drink up and geek out. I had the wrong class. Oh, shit. (laughs) You don't even know your own names? Who did that? (laughs) There's one less. How do you fucking... (laughs) Hey, I got my own name, so I must have done it. Uh, (laughs) Call you. God, you're filming it up. I'm unlocking the aromas. Look at the phone now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah, sure. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.